so this fucking day, all right? Like it's been a, it's been an all right day. It's been an all right day. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to let the fact that the delivery for my Horizon Forbidden West has been delayed bring <gasps> down this whole day. No. But I just need you to know that I am talking to you now from the depths of despair. I I I am. Let me. I'm looking over my shoulder right now. Yeah, uh, installation's complete. No oh, fucking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get everything so much. Well, I can't have my Horizon game. And, <laughs> and uh, everybody listening to this, if you would like to follow me on Twitch at SquireX2, I will be uh, twitching that game. <sighs> I'm so upset. I've been I'm looking so forward to it all day. Uh, Lucas is upset. We're both so bummed. We were going to like sit down and pop some fucking popcorn and watch the intro tonight after recording. But no, fucking no. It's delayed. I don't. <sighs> I'm, I'm just, sorry. I, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, it's I'll, fine. I'll be thinking of you while I, while I play. No, you, you will be <laughs> thinking of me in, in spite, in, in schadenfreude. <laughs> In in assholery. That's how you'll be thinking <laughs> of me. And um, <laughs> and I love you for it. Okay. So. Uh, well, I mean, okay. Let's talk about something that will raise your spirits. Yes. Quick. Yes. Raise. What did you think, did you think of the uh, Obi Wan trailer during the Super Bowl? I quit. <laughs> Just to kind of compare and contrast, because by the way, if y'all don't know this, you can actually look up this analytics data yourself on Google.com, Twitter.com, etc. If you know how to do it, if you don't know how to do it, you can Google how to do it too. But the the amount of attention the Doctor Strange trailer got, and if you compare that to the reaction that of people yesterday when it was re- revealed that John Williams is going to fucking do the score oh, for no. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh my God. It was equal weight. <laughs> like that's a big deal. I, when you, I, okay. When I saw that it was going to be John Williams doing the Obi-Wan Kenobi series music, I don't know if he's doing the entire score or if he's just doing Obi-Wan's theme. And I don't care. Uh, I just, don't, yeah. Give it, give me more. But I imagine the way I imagine it is I imagine everybody on the Kenobi production staff, like in a, in a meeting going, okay, we would really like to get John to come back and do the music, but like, we don't know if he wants to. We don't even know. We don't know. So how do we, let's, uh, let's spitball some ideas. How do we pitch this to him? Huh? How do we, how do we lure him back? How do we convince him to come back? And then they all just stop and watch as John Williams walks by the windows of their conference room. He already has full sheet music in hand mm-hmm. and an entire orchestra is walking in behind him. And he's actually <laughs> a little offended that they thought they would have to ask because he's right. been writing the fucking music for this character since this character was a character. I know. <sighs> anyway, that's my little fan fiction for how that went down. <laughs> I, I I do think this is probably going to be his last Star Wars project. I mean, so probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I I love him, but he's up there in age. <laughs> I mean, I, you but know, all he, of our lives are finite. Do with them what you can. Yeah, I mean, he's already done so much for Star Wars. George Lucas credits him as being a key ingredient to the success uh, of the entire yeah 
the entire thing, and I can't help. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I mean, come on. Yeah, so. no, the, the music of Star Wars is another character right. in the show. Uh, and it's so good. It's so good. It's fucking iconic. <sighs> okay, that's it. Do you have anything? <laughs> uh, do we have anything? Um, we should, like, intro a show? We want to talk about, like, some Star Wars today? Well, we have, have to, actually, else? we have to talk about some reviews we got. Like, okay, the- and I also um, have some feedback uh, mm. that I'd like to go over as well. So you go ahead. What Talk about review. Okay. Uh, the, the, this is from Apple I, or Apple Podcasts, Apple iTunes. What do we call it now? I, uh, Apple, Apple think Podcasts. if you call it iTunes, that means you are an old. Because nobody calls it iTunes anymore. Fuck you. Anyway. I, ju- I call it <laughs> iTunes. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that just, it's a generational thing. So it's not iTunes anymore. Anyway, you were saying, go on. Okay. So anyway, Charismatic Jedi Ooh. wrote, uh, titled Star Wars Sex Ed. <laughs> I, I, I don't even need to read the rest of it do I? No. That's good enough. I mean go ahead do it but that was I made my whole night <laughs> okay. it, 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 it takes a turn um, I, oh, am a, shit. I am a virgin in every way shape and form so when I started listening to this podcast Stephanie and Chris were way too much for my little fragile mind <laughs> But now I can vibe, appreciate, and tell others about the beauty of Star Wars, men, women, and droids. And please, for the love of God, Charismatic Jedi, be over the age of 18. Please. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, Was that a five star? It was a five star. Thank you for that. Um, Oh, my God. Was our podcast somebody's sexual awakening? I pray to God it's not. Oh like, no, like, no, no, no! Like I love no, me, no, no. and I love I love you, but I don't love us for that. Not at all. We're not good people. Oh man! <laughs> it, it, it's it, no, no. <laughs> okay, thank we got you for two. the review, though. <laughs> I know we appreciate the review. It's really flattering. Uh, we got two more. Okay. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! How many reviews are you doing? Like, save some for other today. episodes. Uh, uh, Steph, we've been averaging two a week thus far. I don't think we're going to run out. Okay. Okay. It just okay. seems, I just, I am just on a, maybe this is a personal failing of mine. Um, I just am deeply uncomfortable with um, self-promotion or speaking well of our accomplishments or tooting my own horn. Um, that's all. That's all this is. I am too, but because it's making you uncomfortable, it's forcing me to want to do this. <laughs> and that's how way, this is gonna go way to hack the system bitch okay go know, ahead right? go ahead um, indulge I, in more reviews but right, i just don't uh, want to front load the whole episode with like talking about our reviews that seems tacky but that's just me it is tacky but we're tacky wait well, hold up hold up what are we not tacky i'm a classy bitch you can go fuck yourself <laughs> Okay, real quick. Uh, Vile Lily two four one says the absolute best. I have never been one for podcasts, but I stumbled onto this one on TikTok. Needless to say, this podcast has quickly skyrocketed into my position of one of my favorite things about Star Wars. Aww. Both are full of quick and easy banter, and it never fails to make me laugh. And I have never put more thought into anything Star Wars as I do when I listen to these episodes. I find myself looking forward to every new episode. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you. Aww. That's amazing. I love and, it. And one more. Uh, oh my god <laughs> nicole silcox says the hi, nicole. best hi nicole the best companion piece 
Both humorous and informative, Dark Side Divas has made my watch in preparation for Kenobi and rewatch <gasps> of Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian more enjoyable than it already was. Aww. I come and go from Clone Wars as my ADHD brain gets distracted, but this podcast is always there when I come back and I need to know where the pinups where the pinups are that I missed <laughs> and where the life story of a background character. I love watching a chunk of Star Wars at home after work and listen to the corresponding podcast episodes at work. Their friendship, humor are awesome. Thank Yay. you so much. Thank you. Okay, that was, I mean, I, okay, I really appreciate the reviews. I love hearing that people enjoy the show. I was very uncomfortable with like the last 10 minutes of my life, but okay, it's fine. That's my imposter syndrome. Uh, yeah. uh, fucking with me. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <clears throat> we're uh, we're good, and we and you just need to accept it. One of these days. Uh, so uh, I have some feedback to address. Uh oh. Okay. So last time we talked about the return of Maul to the Clone War, and uh, and uh, in particular, uh, we discussed the moment where uh, crazy spider leg Maul is sort of rambling to himself about um, about the chains, how the chains are the easy part. Um, it's what's going on in here that's hard and stuff like that. And we I pulled a clip of that and I put that up on the TikTok. And uh, hey, everybody. All of you who commented in response to that TikTok to let us know that it was the Sith Code and that Sam Witwer was the voiceover for was the voice actor for both the son who originally said that line and for Maul. We know. We know. We super do know. I promise we know. Uh, we covered actually uh, Sam Witwer being the voice actor for uh for the sun back in season three if you want to scroll back through our back catalog of episodes you will find the overlords of mortis episode where Mm -hmm. we talk about that and we talk about sam whitwer and how he said that and how we know we know we know this Uh, isn't gonna stop the tiktok comments but uh we fucking know thank you got it uh, but Stephanie, I can't. I, I'm surprised you know Star Wars, considering how you sound. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all TikTok comments are the I fucking the wild bubble. west. This <laughs> fucking guy today. Um, if you're listening now, uh, person, I think his name was Chris, who made this comment, and now you're listening to our podcast. Hi. Um, I, I, despite the, the way that my voice sounds, he, he, okay, okay, okay. I put up a a TikTok and he commented on it and he's like, who the fuck is this woman who seems to know so much about Star Wars, but she sounds like someone who would not know about Star Wars. And I'm just, what? I don't, huh? Wait, why is it? are there certain vocal frequencies that are allowed to be knowledgeable about star Wars and others that are not? I'm confused. He's confused. I don't understand the context of the comment. <laughs> I don't understand why you would say that. I think, I think he was just confused about a, a lady sounding person who do talk about the star war. And, um, Welcome to the wide, wide internet where there are women 
who, who <laughs> the know, there's, there's, there's people who aren't women. There's people who are men. There are people who are not men. Every point along the gender spectrum is well <laughs> represented in the Star Wars fandom. Uh, welcome to diversity, uh, sir. I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Diversity. To, <laughs> to, this, to this presumption that somebody with a voice like mine would not know anything about Star Wars. I, um, I don't get it. Yeah, anyway, for the record, I'm a guy and I don't know shit, so here we are. I just, what what would my voice know about is what I want to know. Like, I mean, if this if this voice doesn't know about Star Wars, what does this voice know about? I Look, I I don't know porn? the context of does the Does this comment, voice know so. about porn? I think well, that's what he's trying to I mean, say. Didn't she do like a phone sex thing at one that point? That was a really life? long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that's on the podcast now. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago hello um, there <laughs> oh my god oh my god stephanie what star wars phone sex lines <laughs> no there's there are videos out there people made spoof uh commercials for exactly that like there's a wookie in lingerie yeah it's a thing oh oh i've seen that screenshot yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah i may have the copy anyway um, anyway, um, so it's Clone like Wars. almost 15 minutes into this episode. Should we introduce it? We need to talk about <laughs> these episodes uh, real Okay, quick. no, but baby, I actually need to do the intro. We haven't done that yet. We haven't even done that yet. No, yet. we haven't. I'm so sorry, God, you guys. Stephanie. Hi, I know. This is all my fault, obviously. That was all the intro. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show, and I know things about Star Wars, despite <laughs> that fact. <laughs> Oh, I'm a bad person. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Chris. I'm that gay guy. I'm also Onderon sexual. Oh, my God. And Stephanie, mm-hmm. maybe a good politician needs to get dirty now and then. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Um, yeah. But well, before we it get. It is in the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah. But before we get into these episodes, I got to go let a cat into the room. Um, I'll be right back. Fucking cats. I She's going to scream. Hold I on. know. I know how uh, you don't have to. I understand how it goes. <sighs> oh, where'd you go? <laughs> Boomer. Let me in. Oh, you didn't let me in in time. I'm not, I'm not there anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> Boomer was meowing outside my door and now she's gone. I got fucking ding dong ditched by the cat. I'm in the middle of recording a podcast here. I'm going back to it now. God damn it. How much of that did you hear? All of it. You're going to have to keep that in the episode. <laughs> that bitch is gone, man. I And, and she's going to come back in five minutes, I bet yeah, you. Yeah, at, at least. Oh, my God. <sighs> Meow. This episode is already chaos. Uh, we're, yeah. It, this episode's going to need the chaos. Because. Yeah. Because, oh, my God. Okay. So, uh, if you are following along with this podcast, what we are doing on this show is we are watching through the entire Star Wars visual story 
in chronological order, which means we started with The Phantom Menace, and now in the fullness of time, we find ourselves starting out in Clone Wars Season 5, and this is a note, this is chronological order. So, in the chronological order of Season 5, the first episode of the season is Episode 2, A War on Two Fronts, and Episode 3, Front Runners, that's the name. Yep. Episode 1 actually shows up chronologically much later in the season, but they decided to, when they were airing it, slap it at the beginning of the season because it was a Savage and Maul episode. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to continue the story of what happened where we left off with the previous season. Right. And the, con- the thing is, is it jacks with the continuity because there are Jedi who are alive and well in this episode who fucking die uh, in that episode with Maul oh and Oh my Savage. god, spoiler. Oh my god, spoiler alert. This was <laughs> 10 years ago. Okay. I know. Um, so yeah, uh, we are. Season 5, Episode 2, A War on Two Fronts. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is... Fear is a malleable weapon. Anakin. All of them. Everyone in this episode who was like, hey, you know what? We could weaponize fear. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay, uh, do you have the announcer bit? Yes, I do. Go. Separatist takeover complete. Another Republic planet has fallen. Onderon has seceded to the Confederacy of Independent Systems under the rule of a new king. However, a small band of rebels have taken refuge deep within the vast and savage wilderness. From an abandoned outpost, they plot to take back the heavily fortified capital city of Isis and end the Separatist occupation. Dun, 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 dun. All okay, so, right, then. So before we get into it, let's oh. do a quick warning uh, thing. Um, oh. This is going to this we're going to talk about terrorism. Yeah. Heads up. This episode is deeply political. Right. I'm sorry. There's politics in Star Wars. This will be talking. No! About, I know this is going to be talking about politics. It's going to be talking about guerrilla warfare. We're going to be talking about the tactics of terrorists. So if you don't want to talk about that, I don't blame you. Um, go ahead and bounce, and you can pick us up next week when we're not talking. No, we're still going to be talking about this because it's two more episodes. It's sorry. Two more episodes. Um, pick um, us up yeah. in a couple of weeks when we're out of this fucking arc. <laughs> However, we are. I'm going to be inserting some really inappropriate sexual jokes, so you know you may want to stay. <laughs> now inserting, inserting. <laughs> um, and if y'all have heard my Umbara commentary, <laughs> um, let me tell you that almost happened to me again with these episodes. Mm. Uh, so if you're like me, if you're wired like me, um, park your fucking brain at the door and just go with the flow. These episodes are a lot better that way. Mm. Um, cause this is such a Western bullshit perspective on terrorism. It, it kind of pisses me off and Star Wars for me, in my opinion, fails when it tries to get too serious. Mm, That's it. Yeah. When it takes itself too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. When it takes itself too seriously, it doesn't, it, it's a fantasy, it's a fantasy fucking world with like lightsabers and wizards and crazy shit and shit happens for no explanation or reason it's a space opera it. you should be yeah. able to throw your head back and scream no at the sky and exactly and whirl your fucking magical light sword at stuff but no these these two episodes and i haven't watched the next two yet and it's been a while since i did in the first place um but these two episodes take themselves a little too seriously Mm-hmm. And that lends them to being kind of dry and mm-hmm. boring. And so I end up focusing entirely too much on the grander implications politically of what's going on here. So, 
Yeah, and um, so, certain there's aspect, the chunk of salt going into this. So. <laughs> and certain aspects don't age very well. Like we're talking oh, yeah. about terror. We're talking about terrorism, and there's a city called Isis, which sounds too much like ISIS. Yeah, but ISIS was not wasn't so was it a thing when this came out? Unfortunately, uh, well, I don't want to go there, but technically, it was. All right, all right. Anyway, yeah. so hey, um, Andron seceded with the separatists like back in the day back at like, the start of this war right and yet somehow it's it's a problem now okay why um <laughs> can mm, you explain that to me real i quick? mean f- I, I can't mina bonteri was their fucking representative in the separatist senate like it's right it, Onderon has always been a part of the confederacy Onderon slipped away because Dooku worked his political magic with mina bonteri and seduced them over because with you know, like the is whole republic, is, and that's how it's going to work. Yeah, uh, no, but because uh, because the the republic is corrupt, and like that is how really that's Dooku's best seduction, political seduction strategy is just speaking the fucking truth to people about yeah. what's going on in the republic, and so that was Onderon separated into the Confederacy in good faith. Yeah, uh, that's the story we've been given up to this point. It certainly wasn't because some asshole new king violently deposed the previous king who he's keeping locked up in prison. And now it's so bad on Onderon and so occupied by droids that uh, that rebels are are operating in in hidden cells in the forest. It's so it's, this was weird. I feel are like you they suggesting really there are plot holes in Star Wars stuff. I am suggesting that somebody really, really wanted to tell a story about terrorism. Yeah, they picked the wrong setting, the wrong characters. It's uh, weird. And this it's... is what I this is what I mean by the Abara of it all. This is exactly right. what I mean. You know. But I parked my brain at the door and was like, oh, those, it's so pretty. Yeah, just go with it. And it is pretty. Um, so <clears throat> we are starting off with a uh, a hollow call with Lux Monteri and a mysterious tall strapping young man next to him are calling the Jedi Council for help. Right. And, <clears throat> and are the Jedi are the Jedi saying, oh, my God, war is bad. It's against our code. We really should not do war anymore, much less conduct any kind of insurgency or acts of terrorism. Uh, no, they say, yeah, sure, we'll help you. Um, <laughs> fucking Yoda. Fucking like there, Yoda. there is there is some there is some back and forth discussion right. about it. Um, Anakin is all for it, which is your first indication that it's not a good idea. And uh, did I pick this up correctly? I have this in my notes. Mace agreed with Anakin. In a way, he in a, did. In a Mace Windu-ish way. In a Mace Windu way. Um, so Anakin is like, hey, I know what we can do. Um, we can take guns and our know-how over there, and we can arm and train the rebels and uh, and get them to fight against the Separatists. And Obi-Wan, bless him, speaks up, and he sounds so tired the tone that he put into this line really made it sound to me like he has had to say this so many times, like these exact words. But he goes, That sounds like terrorism, Anakin. <laughs> and Anakin's like, Well, I think of it as an insurgency. And I don't know, man, like this whole moment where it's like, is it terrorism? Is it insurgency? Is it something we can really do to like divide our enemies focus and make them fight a war on two fronts? Could this really work out for us? It's really serving me like very much 2001, really strong <laughs> war on terror post 9-11 vibes. I don't know. What do you think? 
I'm thinking I'm not thinking at all. I'm I'm thinking this is <laughs> this is Fast and Furious Star Wars. No, that's, that's fucking all check do. back in and get on my level. Look, listen. This is this whole theme is bullshit, and this is exactly why the Jedi Order is fucked. It's because so bad. They're they're betraying everything they believe in again and again, <sighs> and this whole situation doesn't make any sense to me. And the doesn't. slope is the slope is so goddamn slippery, right? So Anakin is like they're falling. There's no slope anymore. They're on the slope, falling down very quickly. Like, right. This is it. They're done. Anakin is like, we can just arm them and we can train them, and it's going to be great. And Obi Wan is like, look. How we conduct war is what distinguishes us from others. Funding rebels to overthrow a legitimate government puts innocent lives at risk. Exactly. Exactly. And But they're going to go forward with it anyway. Mace Windu is like, hey, this forces a separatist to fight a war on multiple fronts. And Yoda's like, eh, we could, we could half-ass it. We don't have to fight for them, but we can show up and train them and give them advisors. And that would be like not getting super involved. It would be fine. Like, just and, the tip. And, and, and put their we'll just, lives we'll just, at risk. And, yeah, yeah, we'll just put yeah. the tip in. That's not a full fucking of the we'll situation. Just put the tip in. Yeah, just, anyway. Just so. a little green tip. Um, so, yeah. And so it's that kind of dithering and half measures and uh, that drags people like Obi-Wan down into the mess with them because he exactly. wants to go. He doesn't want to do this. He is against it. But because it's going to be happening, he's going to go with Anakin and Ahsoka over uh, to Onderon because he's going to babysit. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, uh, Darth Vader. I'm sorry, uh, Anakin Skywalker right, is right. not That's happy. That's an easy mistake. Yeah, yeah. Right now, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is probably not too happy that Obi Wan is going with him. But I did like the line where they said, where Anakin says, "What? You don't trust me? Too much. That's what worries me." Yeah, he trusts Anakin to Anakin. And so that's why he's going to be going, by the way, in this moment where we get, you know, Obi-Wan gets a little, a little closer to the camera. Did you notice that his season five model has been updated and is rocking some guy liner? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. It looks good. I like it. Um, but um, listening like, to uh, listening to too much of The Cure lately, yeah. Obi-Wan. But yeah. you know what? If I hung out with Anakin enough, I'd be listening to the fucking Cure too. Oh my god, I would be fucking. Well, I would be drowning myself, quite frankly. But you know, yeah. here we are. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so uh, we are flying in under cover of darkness to Onderon. Right. And we're going to be dropping off our Jedi and Rex. Rex is going to be there too. He's there to train the rebels. So, um, would you like a quick review on Onderon? Uh, I would. Okay. I've been expecting this this whole time, so I can't <laughs> The wait. planet of Onderon is a lovely, lush jungle world on the Inner Rim, uh, and this planet actually was borrowed from the Expanded Universe. Uh, it is It made its first appearance in canon in the 1993 Tales of the Jedi comic. Is that still canon? Uh, I don't know if the comic is, but Onderon is. Oh my god, it's not canon. Oh my god. Anyway, um, so there's a whole fuck ton of animals. Uh, yeah. In these episodes. Some really cool dinosaurs. Yeah, I'm gonna. Can we? I'm just gonna go ahead and give you the rundown of the fucking menagerie (laughs) that is Onderon, so I don't have to mention them as they show up. Okay. I don't. 
fucking season five's animation budget had just piles of cash for new critter character models. Well, in, in general, uh, my very first note when they get into Onderon was, holy shit, level, uh, season five animation level up. It's so pretty. Yeah, like it's, it's getting closer now to what we have today, mm-hmm. officially, and I love it. Like when the rebels find them uh, walking through the forest at night, which, by the way, looks gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they ride up to them on what I was calling a horse dinosaur in my <laughs> notes. Uh, that is actually called a dalgo. A dalgo is a quadrupedal domesticated carnivorous predator that Onderonians use as mounts. So uh, A carnivorous? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a great mount. I know, right? I I like to ride a uh, something that will eat me. I don't. If I forget to feed it. Yeah, uh, they also have uh, giant fucking pterodactyls with hands for wings. Those I want one. those are called roopings. They are reptavians. God, I love that word. Reptavian mounts, uh, and they are named after Tara Rooping, the concept artist who designed them. So you got that's super cool. There's also a large animal. I call it a bulldog camel. Because <laughs> it looks like a camel with a bulldog's face. Yeah, I agree. It is actually called a falumpa set. <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, it is an er- herbivorous mammal. It is used as a beast of burden, and they are native to Onderon and also Naboo. Oh. No. How do, so how do they get between... Uh, never mind. You know what? I don't fucking know. Fuck it. Just fucking go with it yeah uh, there is another kind of animal uh, it looks like a camel had a horrifying love child with a goat <laughs> those are called the timus and they are used as mounts and farm beasts mm-hmm. and there is another creature it looks like a very large elephant alligator like they're fucking huge and it looks like an elephant elephant with a giant fucking crocodile face. Uh that is called a famba. That is a large quadruped amphibian. They are used to carry very heavy loads. They are also found on Naboo. It was in this episode I realized Dave Filoni is a big stoner. <laughs> like, hey man, what if dude, <laughs> what, what if what instead is- of a trunk we gave it teeth? <laughs> like so many teeth. <laughs> Why are you doing this? What's happening right now? <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's Andron, and uh, our heroes have dropped in in the dead of night and have been met by the rebels in the woods and are being led to their secret camp base. Yes? Right. Cool. They are being eyeballed by other rebels who are sort of in the area as they approach the camp. One of them is a the tall strapping young man who was on the call with Lux earlier, who is riding on one of the roopings. Um, he flies down and he is introduced as... Who, who, who is it? Saw Guerrera. Saw Guerrera. Y'all, this is our first canonical, chronological appearance of Saw Guerrera. And now that he's here, we can't get away from him. Yeah. He's going to show up in everything. <laughs> all the things. He's going to... Uh, all the Clone Wars, all the Rebels, and all the Rogue Ones. So, yes. Yes. So, so question question for you. Yeah. Which version of Saw Gerrera is your favorite? Oh, the Forest Whitaker. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Amen. That's the correct um, answer. Yeah. Because goddamn... I, mm. The guy who's doing the voice of Saw Gerrera here, his name is... Hold on, I'm scrolling. Uh, that's Andrew Cushino. Um, he does a lot. A lot of voice work. Lots of anime, Call of Duty games. Um, he mm-hmm. was in Star Wars Visions, The Ninth Jedi. He was Margrave Juro 
Oh, cool. The guy in the mech suit. Yeah. Um, so he does, he's, he's doing a great job here. Uh, but Force Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Rebels, he will be voiced by Forrest Whitaker. It's fucking amazing. And of course, we will see him uh, later in Rogue One. And I, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, we are going to be seeing Saw Gerrera in some of the live action. Please, God. Please. If he's going to show up anywhere, it's going to be in Kenobi. Because he's already dead by the time we're in Mandalorian and Book of Boba well, Fett. Uh, Andor. And, or Andor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so Saul Guerrera is a male human Onderonian, uh, and he's, we're introduced to him. He's standing next to Stila. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, did you know that there are black women in Star Wars? No. There oh, are, like actual black you. women, not black-coated alien women, but an actual beautiful, powerful, strong, uh, intelligent, motivated black woman. Yeah, can I sidebar on that real quick? Yeah, go ahead. I have been telling my friends for years that there are worse fandoms than the Star Wars fandom. And, you know, inevitably the uh, the uh, follow-up question is, well, like, which ones? And the one I always point to that gets me the most pushback is the Lord of the Rings fandom. <laughs> and boy, did we find that out for sure this fucking week. The, oh, yeah, this show in their ass is real hard right now. The amount of bigotry that is, like all over the place right now with that fandom is fucking rampant unsurprising yeah I, I wish it was surprising it's not i mean it's do you not. remember I, i'm sorry to, this is a deep sidebar do you remember Yo. when people were upset that gandalf was going to be played by a gay guy uh-huh yeah yeah back in the day when uh, sir ian mckellen was not good enough for gandalf yeah yeah anyway fucking hate um anyway so yeah we have Stila guerrera uh, well, we don't know she's Stila Guerrero well, for some yeah, reason. Yeah. For some reason, hold up, we're gonna go ahead and fucking spoiler alert their brother and sister because no! it's so fucking it's so fucking stupid. Okay, look, Clone Wars, I love you, but you just stood the only two black humans we have seen in Clone Wars, other than like Mace Windu. Okay, right. Uh, next to each other, they bear a striking resemblance to each other. They have the same color eyes. Uh, and they are also the only black humans on the entire planet of Onderon. And it's supposed to be a surprise to us when we find out at the end of the second episode that they are brother and sister. They were going for the cheap Star Wars surprise. It didn't, that didn't pay off at all. No, not, um, not, not at all. For, not they're for me. fucking obviously related. Yeah. But okay. Um, also, the voice actor for Stila Guerrera is a beautiful lady. Uh, I may have spent some time just scrolling through her pictures for a bit today. Uh, her name is Don Don Lien. It's Don Don hyphen L Y E N. I'm sorry uh, if you're listening to this. I do not know how to pronounce your name, and I apologize. Uh, Don Lien Gardner. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has done various small TV roles. She was the uh, Megan McLaren, the news anchor on Luke Cage. Um, but her oh. her strongest role, uh, her longest running role, has been as a character named Charlie Bordelon in Queen Sugar. So, <laughs> I've never I've never heard of that show. So uh, I've heard of it. I've never watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she that is apparently a fairly central character. Um, so anyway, we have an actual an actual beautiful, talented black woman voicing a uh, beautiful, intelligent, talented, skilled black woman in Star Wars. You love to see it. You lo- I love, to, love see to see it. it. There needs to be more. Uh, yeah, <laughs> It'd be nice. Like a happened. lot more. 
uh, more than once. But anyway, Saw Gerrera thinks he is the leader of the rebels, um, but, you know, he's kind of a jackass, so that is quickly, obviously, not the case. Saw. Saw Gerrera. He fashions himself as our leader, though no one elected him. But anyway, uh, so what are the Jedi there to do? They're there to train them on how to fight the droid army. Uh Uh-huh. However, I want to talk about Rex. (laughs) That's so much more fun than talking about the Jedi. Yeah. Talking out of the crack of the ass to explain how to fight to these people. Uh, Yeah. Rex Um, is there, but he is not, he's not wearing clone armor. I, look, I love Rex. I do. I I know you love Rex, but... Don't you think he's a little cuter in his armor? This is not his best look. Yeah, no. Here's the thing. Rex is um, amazing, and he Mm -hmm. looks good in anything. I refer us all fondly back to the Zygerian slave trader arc when he was in the Zygerian armor. Which we... Yes. Um... (laughs) It showed up his. It showed off his badunk, badunk, badunk. <laughs> they don't put badunkadunks on men in this show. Only the women get junk in their trunk in the Clone War. Remember, right. fucking ridiculous. Anyway, but no, it looked really good on him. And um, so here he is in like rebel gear. He's got like an armor chest plate, which has he painted the J guys on that, so that he still wrecks. You know. Yeah. Um, but no, this outfit's not oh, doing him any favors. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Rex. Yeah. Love me. <laughs> <laughs> love you, love me. <laughs> but no, the Jedi are there to basically hold class, and it is fighting Separatist Droids 101. But Obi-Wan clarifies repeatedly, we are not here to fight for you. We are, only, we are only here to teach you how to fight for yourselves. Okay? Right. Okay. Um, so they do it. They have a quick, and it's, it's, it's cool to see them like really breaking down the tactics that we have been seeing throughout the series up to this point mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that they use against the droids. That's, right. that was cool. I enjoyed watching that, but it yeah. wasn't like thrilling. So also, uh, Lux Bonteri was there. Oh yeah. By the way, Lux Bonteri is there. He's such I, a forgettable vanilla boy. I'm sorry. I am not impressed with Lux Bonteri. I, you know what? I'm not. Well, the only reason why I care about him is because Ahsoka cares about him. Right? Exactly. That's the most interesting thing about him. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they just had that thing with Death Watch where mm-hmm. fucking Bo-Katan pats Ahsoka on the ass. So that's the thing. But yeah. <laughs> that was the, uncomfortable. Other, uh, uh, quick sidebar. I mm-hmm. read some uh, fan fiction this oh week God. with Ahsoka and uh, <laughs> Bo-Katan. And it was nice. It yeah, was very well, nice. Well... We have had it confirmed on TikTok by E.K. Johnston, the author of Ahsoka's novel, that uh, Ahsoka is a little bi with some hints of Demi in there. So. I'm... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ahsoka Tano is not straight. Uh-uh. Not straight. No, nope. nope. And I'm here for it. Anyway. Yeah. Because... And I think... Okay. Now we can headcanon that it's this crush on this fucking blando pando boy uh that made ahsoka realize that maybe ladies were a better idea <laughs> like maybe maybe dudes are dumb you know maybe they are dumb they're they so are. dumb but they're I'm so, so attracted to them it's so I annoying know. <laughs> so annoying i, mean, I like the, you know i like 
I can't help it. Sorry. Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Ahsoka, Ahsoka and Lux have a chance to say hi. And we have a moment in the dialogue here, which I thought was stupid, but it was clearly there to remind the audience. Where Ahsoka's like, I didn't realize you had such close ties to Onderon. And I'm like, Ahsoka, he's fucking from Onderon. I, like, y'all talked about this. It, it, this is why I had the Too Fast, Too Furious this. Yeah. Like, there's this two... There's so, like, I, when I was taking it... I had to watch this episode twice. Because I started watching it, and I started getting very angry. <laughs> and I was like, you, had you know to, what? like, stop, hit an edible, recalibrate, come How back. did you know? It's like we've met. Like I'm still like I'm still feeling the edible right now, so it's awesome. Um, but like uh, I, I yeah I had I had to recalibrate because there's there's some problems. I mean I'm sorry I, I hate to be negative, but objectively there's some continuity problems that yeah. I'm kind of surprised by. But you know what? Not everybody's perfect, and you can make mistakes, yeah, especially when you yeah. have so many different episodes all the time. And like this episode is the beginning of the season, and it's been a long ass time since. You know, since Ahsoka and Lux have seen each other, and I get that this moment in the dialogue was specifically here to remind the audience of who this unremarkable young man is. Um, yeah, because I'm about to say the the but when Lux Bonteri still had his mom. Of course, mm-hmm. we never got to see her, and which I I don't I still don't know how I feel about that. But that happened yeah. in real time, like two and a half years prior to airing. So right. yeah, people could forget. I get it. Exactly. Um, and also in this moment, you know, it was we, we reestablished that Ahsoka and Lux have history. Uh, Stila walks up and Stila clearly has a thing for Lux. I don't and, know why. And is, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but she is side-eyeing Ahsoka for, because it's established that Ahsoka and Lux have like a, a past prior relationship. Right. And Lux thinks highly of Ahsoka because she saved his ass. Yeah. And that dynamic continues. Eventually Ahsoka will have an issue and I... You know, just to prepare you stuff, I have a thing. I have a thing at the end that we're gonna have to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Um, I personally, for me, I hate the love triangle. I hate it. Um, and it's just hints of it. They don't go full on like fucking YA novel love triangle into this because Ahsoka is a good person and a good Jedi, and she's there to do her job. And, and you, you know, know, but. She's struggling with this whole attachment thing. She's definitely got a crush on Lux for some fucking reason. Anakin even sees it and keeps checking in with her like, are you fucking okay? Uh, Because, and he has the audacity. The audacity. To be like, now, now, remember your purpose here. Don't get distracted by your fifis. Like, shut up. Anakin fucking Skywalker. Give me a fucking break. I know, but that's a whole thing. But I personally was annoyed by the love triangle but this is a children's show this plot line is not for the jaded aggressively feminist 42 year old mom watching the show right this plot line is for the 12 year olds watching the show Okay, so Rex is, uh, they're, they're doing like a training, it's not really a montage, but it's a series of scenes showing the rebels being trained yeah. by these experts, and Rex like demonstrates his fucking Olympic level gymnastics uh, as he takes mm-hmm. takes out a tank, um, mm-hmm. and uh, they break into teams of two to train at it, Saw and Lux team up, they fuck it up real hard and blame mm-hmm. each other, so that sets the tone for those two. Um, 
we do get a quick hop over to the city of Isis where we see that the droids have fully occupied it. Like there's ray shields on the gates. The city of Isis is a completely walled city. It's the capital city of the whole fucking planet. Yeah. That's yeah. how it works in Star Wars. Yeah, there's um, only one city on a planet, apparently. <clears throat> well, if it's the capital. If you can take that, you own the planet. Um, but we do find out that uh, the dropship was not as sneaky as they thought it was. It was detected, and now they are sending um, those, those droids. What are they called? Uh, they're basically mini Viper droids. We've talked about them before. Right. Um, this, they're yeah. spy droids. They're yeah, sending they're those to droids. go find the the rebels. And the I, I think they're so cute. Like, I'm... I, <laughs> I remember going to Droid Depot in Batuu and being like, can I build a Viper droid? And they're like, no. I'm like, no. fuck you. They're freaking evil. Stop it. Um, <laughs> they are evil. They are, in fact, evil. And so they, uh, we get back to the training and we see, you know, they're showing them how to like slow roll a droid popper underneath a droidica to get through the shields and yeah. stuff. And like Saw sucks at it. Lux is good at it. Stila sucks at it. And so Lux is like helping Stila get her swing right, like holding oh her arm God. and helping her. And Ahsoka sees it and she's like, <gasps> and Anakin's like, are you okay? And she's like, ah, fine. <laughs> and it's a whole thing that I don't give a fuck about. Um, Saw is being a dick to Lux like the whole time. The whole uh, time. And because Saw is like, the only thing that will solve all of our problems here is violence. And like, yeah, yeah, that is a true mission statement for that character for the rest of his days. That's a for- Yeah, that's a good foreshadow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Lux is like, but we need politics too, because what are you going to do when you win with your violence? Like, oh, you gotta- shut up. <laughs> and Stila's like, shut up, I love you both. You're both very pretty, and I agree with both of you. Anyway, um... So, they, yeah, they're doing, they're doing fucking training. I don't know. But we do have a moment here where uh, Ahsoka was going to, like, try and pair up with Lux to do some training. But he mm-hmm. wanders off with Stila and Ahsoka's all a little crestfallen there. But then Saw Gerrera wanders up and he's like, hey, Commander, you want to, you know, train with me? And so we have another one of those fucking Clone Wars Mad Lib moments. Like when we had Asajj Ventress force choking Boba Fett. <laughs> now we have Ahsoka Tano has trained Saw Gerrera how to fight. Right. What? I don't... Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Also, over the course of this training, we find out that Stila, while she sucks at fucking getting a droid popper under a droid, is a crack shot. She is a sniper. Yeah, she's a badass. She's an amazing shot. So amazing, in fact, that Anakin had to say... Impressive. Most impressive. Yeah. He was very Vader- he, there was a lot of Vader callbacks this episode. He does a there lot of so like, many dramatic fist clenching too. Yeah, you know, I forgot to call this out um, earlier, but I, f- I, you know, that that very first scene with the Jedi Council, Anakin. There was something about it that just brought me back to Empire Strikes Back and Vader talking to the Emperor. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but I, I I had the same vibe. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're just we're getting closer and closer to like Ode Vader thirty here. Okay, right. so it's. It's starting to just come out more and more. Um, while they are training, um, let's see, Stila's doing some shooting. Oh, he t- Rex is telling Stila that your best bet is to shoot the droids in the head mm-hmm. because that's where all of their intel is. So you need to take out their head. And she's like, okay. And so she's shooting at some heads and stuff, but she sees through the scope, uh, those are not target droids approaching. Those, yeah, are those are actual fucking droids. Yeah, because during while they're training, the Viper droid does spot them and starts mm-hmm. communicating back to the uh, main commander battle droid. And so they send, they being the Separatists, send a battalion of droids towards the rebel camp. Yep, yep. And 
the so the the droids start attacking and it's all pew pew and you can see Anakin and Obi Wan about to rush forward because it's what they fucking do right but they stop and pull back well Obi Wan reminds Anakin we can only protect them we cannot fight this war for them how many times does Obi Wan have to be in that situation where it's like no Anakin don't be aggressive. Right, but this in particular is is very much an echo of exactly what Qui-Gon Jinn told Obi-Wan when they were on Naboo. Oh. During the whole Battle of Naboo thing, he, he Qui-Gon kept harping on, uh, kept emphasizing that they're only there to protect the queen. They are not there to win this war for her. Yeah. So this is Obi-Wan having to repeat that lesson, so... Oh, by the way, Anakin Skywalker red flags on his whole terrorism isn't terrorism, it's just insurgency thing. That's 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 a red flag. That's oh, a red yeah, flag. For sure, for sure. Sorry, I just wanted to I saw that in my notes. Just a quick ding. Uh that needs to huh. Okay. In fact, <laughs> pause pause everything. Okay? We've been going through the plot here. I need to talk about do do we want to talk about pro, uh, proxy wars and the reflection of reality now or do you have a point where you want to address that? Uh, I've been waiting for it. So you okay. you, uh, you let me know when you want to go there. Let's just ready. go ahead and do I, that I'm now. So going. here <laughs> we have ready. We have the Republic here, and they are training a small group of rebels, insurgents, mm-hmm. uh, and they're arming them and training them so that they can go and fight the Separatists for them in a proxy war. We've dealt with proxy wars in Clone Wars before. Um, mm-hmm. Back in the beginning of Season 4, that whole opening arc on Mon- Moncala, the Water War arc... It's the same shit, but this is actually a lot more damning because in that arc, it was the Separatists and they're the bad guys. So, of course, with them doing it, you know, but here, this is the Republic shamelessly inserting themselves into this conflict for their own gain and telling themselves it's to help these people. So... On a, this, just a quick reminder, a world that's been part of the Separatist uh, Confederacy for a while. From this the beginning. This is not just a recent thing. Yeah. yeah from the beginning. And this was, and that was the decision that they made to be a part of the Confederacy. Like, the, the plot now is suddenly like, oh, no, it was totally forced on them. It wasn't. I don't... Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. training a small group of, insur- of insurgents. Here, here's the thing. Um, proxy wars are a very real thing. The United States, we are, Chris and I are Americans, so we're going to approach this from an American point of view. But honestly, every major Western power has done this. Yep. Uh, and not even just the Western powers. Every major power com- country has been involved in proxy wars. Uh, the Cold War was not just the U.S. and Russia. There were a no. lot of countries involved. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so some examples of real-world proxy wars. We have the Korean War, which was entirely a microcosm of the Cold War. Right. Uh, we have uh, the Iran-Contra situation. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. I was where, before I was born. By right. The way. Where the United States. Yeah, I don't remember it either directly. I was a very small child at the time. But um, the United States sold weapons to Iran so that we could then use the proceeds from that sale to fund the Contras, which were U.S. backed rebel militia groups in Nicaragua to overthrow their government. But the problem was the Contras uh, were committing rampant human rights violations. So that's where the scandal part of the Iran-Contra scandal came in. So that is another proxy war where we were trying to indirectly aid in the overthrowing of a South American government. So, okay. But 
the Clone War, we have seen in our rewatch, the Clone War has a lot of commentary to make about post 9-11 politics. Right. We've seen it multiple times. So I believe the proxy war that they are most poking at here is Afghanistan. What do you think? Um, I want that to be true. But unfortunately, I am worried that the Palestinian-Israeli conflict was in, in mind for this one. Sure. Um Yeah. I don't know, because I, I really feel like, because this is not just the Afghanistan war, the 20-year war that we just got out of. I'm talking before that. Mm-hmm. Jump back to the 80s. Oh, yeah. I mean, when the, you know, we got Al-Qaeda because of the amount of support we provided them. Yeah, because back in the 80s, uh, kids, uh, back in the 80s, the U.S. helped arm and train militia groups in rural Afghanistan called the Mujahideen. Um in order to fight Russia, because Russia was at that time trying to forcibly occupy Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was also a proxy for the Cold War. Um, but after Russia finally gave up and fucked off, and that left very heavily armed and well-trained militia groups in Afghanistan that all started fighting each other. And it devolved into an Afghan civil war from which rose a leadership known as the Taliban. Mm-hmm. And for involved in the Taliban were, you know, some major players in American history like Osama bin Laden. And we know how that played out. So this is the scenario where a ruling power, a major power in the world, steps in to artificially lift up uh, a small group, an insurgent group, and provide them with the weapons and training they need to succeed. And then when that small group does succeed and it grows enough, it turns around and attacks the power that initially supported them. Right. And it's actually on StarWars.com. They point out that Anakin Skywalker is here and he is training this group of rebels, one of whom is Saw Gerrera, who will go on to become one of the founding members of the Rebel Alliance. Right. And the Rebel Alliance will then grow in power and eventually overthrow the Empire that Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader, works for. It's fucked up. So he is doing this. He is he is bringing about his own downfall here. Like, long game, big picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah big picture, 40 Holy years shit. later. He's, yeah, yeah, I... And and that's that's the point they're trying to make with this episode, these episodes, mm-hmm. or they're starting to try to make. Um, but I, you know, I don't. I hate to be so critical, but they're not. These episodes aren't that entertaining. They're not. You know, and and they're that, not. and and so if you're if it's less entertaining, and I'm I'm supposed to I'm having this like very serious like message sticking me in the face with all mm-hmm. these like very inconsistent. Like lines being delivered. Oh, I didn't know you were on on or on. Whatever. Yeah, right. Like it's just it's it's hard to digest, and that's why I am choosing to be a shallow bitch so I can enjoy these two episodes <laughs> and not sound like a total dick like it did with Umbara. But like you're right. Like you're a hundred percent right. Like this is this is the theme. This is the the political message. Because yes, folks, there are politics. There's politics in Star, in Star Wars, y'all. It's the point they're trying to make. It's just not. This is not Star Wars strong suit when they're, when it's like this well, op- this obvious. The thing is, like they're trying to. I mean, if we look back on previous episodes that were really like, "Here, kids, have your spoonful of political education medicine." <laughs> um, they, I feel like the the dialogue 
suffers for it. Like the rest of the characterization of everyone else involved suffers for it because they're kind of slapping a Star Wars skin on a political message. Like right. um, the episode, oh, the one where they're poisoning the fucking tea on Mandalore. And Duchess Satine, the pacifist, is like, fucking destroy everyone and burn things down and screw your evidence <laughs> and, and all of that. The lesson involved with all of that was about, you know, politics and and corruption mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so, but we had to really stretch established characters far outside of their known parameters in order to make the political lessons stick. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in this one, they're like, this is a, a really fascinating to us, the adult writers, uh, political story to be telling and uh, and uh, a parable about proxy wars to be throwing out there. But um, it's kind of boring. So uh, love triangle, love triangle. Sure. Ahsoka, <laughs> love triangle. And like, I don't know, man, maybe it's just because there was face eating shark people the last time they tried this. But the last proxy war series they gave us was more fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, look, I, we still love Clone Wars. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I love parts of this episode. Yeah. But these these episodes are kind of, eh. Yeah. And, and the animation's see, great. Yeah, and I, but I can definitely see why they pulled the Savage and Maul episode out of the chronology and slapped it before this one. Because if they had launched season five after they ended season four on that amazing fucking note with Maul... And then they jumped into this bullshit? Yeah. Uh, fuck you? Yeah. Uh, what? Like, no, it would have, it would have been, um, clunky. I think the only thing to note for these episodes really is that this is the introduction of Saw Gerrera. Yes. Yeah. That is very important. This does yeah. give us Saw Gerrera. So, okay, okay, okay. <sighs> anyway. So I'm going to put my soapbox away. Let's get back to what's actually happening in the episode. <laughs> Fast the, and Star Wars go. The okay, rebels so. are being attacked by some robots. And uh, they're bringing, they, they, but they're doing pretty good. They were well trained. The Jedi are hanging back. They're staying out of the fight. Um, but the rebels are taking care of it. They're kicking mm-hmm. some ass uh, until a tank shows up. Whoops. It's a problematic <laughs> tank. But Stila gets the bright idea to set all of the livestock loose. Yeah. Like all of their fucking animals that they've got there. Which causes a big distraction. It causes a stampede, takes out all of the, the ground level battle droids so the tank is on its own. Uh, Saw and Lux finally get their shit together to team up and take down the tank. And um, hats off to the B1s. They're so fucking <laughs> cute. <laughs> I just... Well, it, this is a part where the B1, like, uh, I forgot who's on top of the tank, but the B1s... <laughs> <laughs> but the B one's like reading him his rights, like you're under arrest, yeah. blah blah. Even though he has what? a grenade in his hand. Surrender, rebel. Uh, you will answer for your crimes against the Separatist Alliance. He's like, no, I got to go through my programming real quick and give you the line. I can't do anything else until I do that. Even though he has right. a fucking grenade in his hand. Dope. I love that part. And uh, yeah, they do a really good job. They take it out. They have they they get together uh, after the fight. And uh, they talk about, like, how that went. And Saw is like, hey, so battle droids are dumb, huh? Oh, yeah. Like, they're really dumb. <laughs> they're, they're dumber than we thought they were. Like, they're dumb. Like, he cannot get over how stupid these droids are. And Ahsoka gets a little defensive. She's like, look. They make up for it in numbers. They're designed to overwhelm. Which, that's true. That, that's the that whole is- purpose. 100% that is true. why Count Dooku's bank account goes up and down so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
anyway, Anakin's like, good job, guys. You are fully trained. It is time to take the fight to the droids. You can do it. Blah, blah, blah. So they have a plan to get into the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is uh, they, they want to get in. So their strategy, their whole strategy is that they're going to get in. They're going to hit the droids and then blend into the populace because they just look like regular people. They're just going to blend in. But later, when we see them in the city, these people don't fucking blend. No. Like, if they're not a Jedi wearing a hood all the way up over their heads, like absolutely nobody else is in this city, then they are uh, rough and tumble people with dirty faces and armor and weapons. (laughs) They stick out like sore fucking thumbs. There's no blending it, but whatever, whatever. Yeah, and it never felt like when they, you know, so they they do a thing at the gates and the battle droids are too fucking stupid and they complain about how there's too much organic matter to scan properly. So they get through. Um but yeah, I also noticed in my notes, there weren't that many people in the streets of a capital yeah. city. Like, there were, the streets were huge. And by the way, I do love the Vatican City look and feel of most of the city. Yeah, it's it rem- very, very ancient Rome, the whole yeah. thing. But it reminded me of Naboo, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, everybody who's in the streets here, because it is, the design is heavily influenced by ancient Rome, the citizens of Isis are uh, wearing, like, togas mm-hmm. like in pants um so they look like they're kind of wandering around in their pajamas uh so yeah these people with their pieces of body armor on kind of stick out a little yeah. bit and nobody says anything nope <laughs> nope not nothing mm-mm. um i do want to point out though as they're sneaking in not sneaking but you know they're, get, they're getting into the city everybody's like on a cart or riding an animal, Obi-Wan is riding one of the bulldog camel things. What do they call it? <laughs> Hold on, I'm scrolling up. His is stripy. Um, it is a falumpa set. <laughs> Obi-Wan is riding a falumpa set. He has no saddle and no reins at all. He's not. He's got nothing to control this animal, but he's doing just fine. And I just wanted to point out that... Obi-Wan Kenobi is canonically really good with animals. So Of course, of course. Because he, we will see that in Revenge of the Sith as well. Yeah, yeah, because he, he likes to ride things. Anyway. Um, yeah, he does. Yeah, he yeah, does. He does. Yeah. Anyway, uh, everybody's splitting up once they get inside the city. Uh, some are going to go establish a base. Somebody else is going to go looking for supplies. Lux tells uh, Ahsoka good luck, and Ahsoka and Stila both answer. And say you too, and then they glance at each other, and Anakin notices it. And anyway, that's the end of the fucking episode. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry to be. So, I'm sorry to be so harsh, but. But it is just. Uh, it's a lot. Do we have anything else for episode two? A war on two fronts. Nope. Okay, moving right along. Season five, episode three, front runners. The fortune cookie is to seek something is to believe in its possibility. What? Eh. Uh, do, you have, <laughs> do you want to see an announcement? <clears throat> Jedi form Rebel Alliance, led by Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> the Jedi have trained a band of rebels to fight the Separatists on the planet Onderon. With the help of the Jedi, the rebels escaped, uh, escaped capture and infiltrated the heavily fortified city of Isis. Now our heroes have launched an armed campaign to subvert the Separatist occupation of the planet the Jedi Council continue to observe and advise as the Rebels strive to gain momentum against the Separatist forces. Despite the absence of civili- civilian casualties, public fear fear has ensued as reports of the Rebels' daring strikes 
circulate throughout the city. Bum, 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 bum. I want to say up front, this episode makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I mean, maybe it would make more sense if we were watching all four. But, I mean, it's it feels very middle of the story, because it is. Yeah, it is the middle so. of the story. So we have uh, we have a group of rebels committing acts of terror, and in this case, acts of terror are leaving behind EMP bombs to droids yeah. and shorting them out. Because here's the thing. Terrorism is called terrorism because the point is to cause so much fear in the public that you get the result that you want. Right. That's... They can't cause fear in the droids because droids are not scared of anything. Right. Because they don't have fear. Um, and they're not directly terrorizing the king, King Rash, uh, because he's up in his fucking, it's a terrible name. He's up in his fucking castle, right? Right. So they, the only people that they're, they're, they're just scaring people. And yes, technically, the weapons that they use, they're actually referred to in the script as IEMDs, not IEDs, because just to be clear, (laughs) so we know exactly what we're fucking referencing here, an IED is a common U.S. military term for handmade, homemade explosives that were commonly, during the last 20 years of warfare, used by the Taliban or other insurgent groups. An IED is an improvised explosive device. An IEMD is an improvised electromagnetic device. But but they're not improvised. They're like they're if you some see them, of them some of them are pretty fucking but, slapped together. Okay, well, I mean there is one point where they throw bricks at droids yeah. and they they short out. But anyway, uh, yeah. But like we're gonna start this episode with like them just doing damage to droids. Yeah, and then and I'm scaring so, the shit out of people, and scaring the shit out of people, and then at the end of the episode, they knock out the power of the entire city. Which me, oh, we're just I, jumping all the way ahead. I okay. have to I have to, to make my point. Okay. Um. Cool. um they short out the power in the city, which if I lived in the city, that would piss me off because I can't use my computer. I can't that's play fucking, PlayStation. That's fucking terrifying. Like, it's fucking terrifying. The hospitals don't have power. All of life support is out now. Right. Like, what the fuck, guys? And people are cheering for them for that? What? It's weird. Yeah. It's I'm weird. I, I, I don't I, like it. it. Yeah. Anyway. I don't like it. Anyway, but, um, like, so Lux has taken down some B1s. Saw takes out some B1s. Stila sniping some droids. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a tacky tacky going on. Good for them. Yeah, um, and, and Anakin is patting himself on the shoulder, going, "See, Obi Wan, see, it's working." Blah, yay! Blah. Ah. Well, I think they're ready to give the five hundred one some competition. Let's not get carried away, General. Yeah, Rex is like, "Fuck you, Anakin." Yeah. That's oh, I'm sorry, General. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, at one point, Stila's, you know, she shoots some droids and she's like, that'll get King Rash's attention. And then we actually get a really cool shot where it goes from them on the street level and pans across the city and up this big, crazy ziggurat looking castle. Right. Um, which actually has a name. Hold on. I got to find it. The castle is called... Rash Castle. Uh, wh- what? <laughs> Rashy Castle. <laughs> Rashy Castle. No. Uh, it's called the Unifar Temple. Oh, uh, it the, is the castle of the monarch. Uh, the, so. the the Una what? Unifar. Okay, Unifar. I thought you said Unifart. Yes, the Unifart's temple for King Rashi. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> anyway, we pan all the way up the Unifar Temple to see King Rash is standing on the balcony. Uh, it's actually a really cool shot to give us an idea of the scale and like how far removed he is from yeah, the street level violence. Yeah, it's fucking huge. And he has an advisor walk up to him and i'm sure the advisor said something but i don't know what because i was too busy staring at the two anuses on the back of his head yes thank, thank you, you. Thank oh you. my god <laughs> the man has two anuses <laughs> on the back of his head look okay and the thing is, is this isn't even one of those one-off alien designs that they don't use again because it was too horrifying this is a bivol this this Advisor, his name is O'Callan. He's a male bivol, just like Dr. Bowl from the, the Zillow Beast episode. Right. And I don't recall seeing anuses on the back of her head, so I'm not sure what happened. This is just I, a dude thing. Perhaps, perhaps some animation upgrades didn't translate very well. They're seriously, like, they're practically puckering right at the camera. It's bad. <laughs> I can't fucking deal with it. Anyway, O'Callan, the anus head, is uh, being, being voiced by... <laughs> By Matt Lanter, the voice of Anakin Skywalker. Sure. So there's that. Um, and we also meet King Sanjay Rash, who is the current reigning king of Onderon. And uh, he is a strikingly handsome, I suppose, in his own sort of very Mediterranean way. Right. Uh, and he's wearing what looks like uh, almost Roman uh, robes and armor. He's got his crown looks like laurel leaves. We're really leaning into the Roman thing here. Right. Um, but... Sanjay Rash, King Rash, is voiced by an actor, a voice actor by the name of Kirk Thornton. Let me tell you a little bit about Kirk Thornton. Uh-oh. Here we go. Kirk Thornton is a fucking legendary voice actor from way the fuck back. He has 743 voice acting credits. Holy shit. He started in 1972 with a little anime called Panda Go Panda, <laughs> which he worked on with Barbara Goodson. Wow. The voice of Mother Towson. Wow. So we got more anime legends. Oh, yeah. Saying. He has been, if you can think of an anime, he has probably been in it. He was in Mobile Suit Gundam, Tenchi Muyo, Sailor Moon, every version of the Power Rangers. In Cowboy Bebop, he was the voice of Asimov Solonson, the <gasps> red-eyed coyote. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's in everything. He's amazing. And they're using him for just these episodes. This is his, this character is his only Clone Wars character. What? I know. I feel bad for him. No, don't feel bad for him. Because he's got nine million other projects. Man's yeah, busy. If you're going to do a Star War, I mean, I don't know. Because uh, Barbara These Gibson got Mother really... Towson. I you know. know. Anyway, he, he's doing an amazing job. Yeah, no. I, 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 he, he does a great performance with this character. Uh, he, for what he, it is. He did great. He did great. Yeah. He did exactly what the script told him to do. <laughs> um, so King Rash is the human male who's the current king of Onderon, and he is absolutely propped up by the Separatists here. Right. Which is weird because Onderon has been in the Confederacy this whole time. <laughs> for the whole time. <laughs> the whole fucking time. So I don't know. Anyway. Um, so yeah, they are chatting and... Uh, they're talking about, you know, the, the fucking rebels have been attacking so much. Apparently, the royal carriage was ambushed what? at one point without like who, the king who in did it. that? I, we didn't see it. Yeah. Which implies but, that they were trying to murder him, but... Exactly. I, so the king is like, oh, well, this is a fucking escalation. Yeah. You need to bring in bring in my predecessor. 
because he is 100% convinced that the king that he deposed, Dendup, is the one who is directing these rebels to attack. Right. So he brings the king in. The old king. The other king. Yeah. Uh, pointy, uh, pointy beard guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Notes, yeah. King King Ramses Dendup. Uh, Ramses. Who is... Yeah, I know. Uh, whoa, dude, I just caught that. Okay, so the old king is Ramses, like right. Ramses. Right. And the new king is clearly like a Roman emperor. So this is shades of, like, Rome overtaking Egypt. Exactly. Oh. 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 My mind is blown. <laughs> Anyway. That doesn't save this episode. No, it doesn't. It doesn't save shit. Um, and neither can the voice actor for uh, former King Dendup. Uh, this is Barry Denon. Uh, Barry Denon has done tons of work, also since the 80s. Uh, he's been in the Smurfs. He's been in DuckTales. And Chris, he he's the voice of the Chamberlain in the Dark Crystal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who is he in DuckTales? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't write that down. Anyway, uh, he is the uh, former king of Onderon, and he is brought before King Rash. And what is, what's, what's King Rash got to say? I feel like I've been talking for 900 yeah, years. No, because no. Ki- so King Rash is all like, Call off the attacks. I cannot call off what I did not dictate. Dude, I am in the cell. I can't talk to anybody. <laughs> I can't, like, do anything, blah, blah, blah. And King Rash is like, well, call them off, blah, blah, blah. If you call them off, they'll stop. And the old King's like, actually, if you just ask the droids to fucking leave, they'll stop. Because that's all they right. fucking want. Exactly. And King Rash is like, oh. Yeah, well, fuck that. <laughs> but then nothing the, happens out of that conversation. Well, and King Dendup does, he does say one thing that I think is worth noting. Uh, he's... He's like, I can't call them off. I'm in the cell. And he says, what you're up against is simply the will of the people. And like, sidebar, also the will of the Republic, because they're super interfering here. I know. And also the public is scared, apparently. Yeah. So no, This isn't the like... will of the people. This is the will of 10 people. That, yeah. Okay. Anyway. 10 people and a few Jedi right now. But he, he goes on to say, it's up to the king to embrace, bend, or break it. And I am no longer the king. So he's like, you do your fucking job. You took my job. You do it. Right. So, all right. But yeah, really, we don't get much else. There's no real payoff in this episode other than King Rash saying, call them off or I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. Because I do believe in the next two episodes, King Dendup's life is on the line. Former King Dendup. Right. His life is on the line. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird. Anyway, in this one episode, there's no like Anyway, anyway. Um, but, so, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so anyway, so Obi-Wan and Anakin are like, okay, well, um, we're going back to Coruscant, and Ahsoka, you need to stay here and watch over things. Mm-hmm. And, and there was a point where Anakin's like, you can come back to Coruscant with us, though, if you want. He does take a second to, like, almost be a good Jedi master almost, for her. yeah. And to be like, hey, I sense that you're having some trouble here. I'm going to give you an out. You want to come back to Coruscant with us? You could, and that would be okay. And she's like, "No, because I'm fucking Ahsoka. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do my job." Exactly. Um, and Obi Wan's like, "Okay, but you need to remember, we are only going to support them. We're giving them credits and support, and that is it. They need to learn how to operate on their own, or they're gonna die the second we're gone." Right. Which again was like eighty percent of the mission 
of the United States in Afghanistan during the whole Afghan war was trying to train the Afghan military to be able to survive on their own after the U.S. military is gone. And that worked out really well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's depressing. We move on. Hey, Fast and Furious Star Wars. Hey. Anakin has the balls to tell Ahsoka to remember her purpose and not get her emotions Anakin, you're so... Such an an asshole. Hate him. Okay. (laughs) I hate him this episode. I hate him. Anyway, so they're like, hey, the people in this city are scared of us. We need to do something to reassure them that we are actually strong enough to do good things once we do win and get all the droids out of here. Yeah? Yeah, so let's blow up the power station. <laughs> let's blow up the power generator. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Let's take I, away I their primary understand. utility. Let's let's kill the air conditioning on this jungle planet. That's a great idea. What? Oh my god. Anyway, anyway, but this is the plan, right? This is uh, the plan. So their their plan is to take out the big major power generator in the city because then the droids won't be able to recharge anymore. Okay. Uh they say that they need some more intel about the actual layout of the of the power generator. So Saul's like, Yeah, cool, I'll be right back. And he just like runs off, grabs a B one, rips its head off, and comes back. Yep. That's healthy, by the way. <laughs> That's yeah, totally and, healthy. but it was yeah. really funny. <laughs> the B one that he ripped <laughs> it was the head still off. Active. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like feeling for its head and then trying to like feel around. <laughs> and the other B ones are like, "What happened to you?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was cute. Um, but yeah, they plug in the B one head. They get the entire layout of the power station and all the guard positions, and they realize that they're going to need some pretty heavy firepower to blow it up. Yep. So they decide that they're going to uh, create a. A situation where they're going to encourage the droids to send a tank after them, which mm-hmm. is a little complicated because, yeah, they start this thing and a bunch of B1 droids come after them. And instead of a tank being immediately sent to them, they have to deal with a bunch of destroyer droids. Right. But pause. Let's talk about how they did this. Oh. Because it's it's important. Yeah, you're right. So they have one of their team park a car in the middle of the road. She parks a speeder in the middle of the street. And this speeder is full of explosives. And this is exactly the tactic used by actual terrorists in real fucking life. Yeah, see, I didn't want to mention that because I found it disturbing. That's why it needs to be mentioned. It's fucking fucked up. It's a fucked up thing to do. And it's a fucked up thing to show as like a good good (laughs) tactic for your heroes to be using. I know. Just because the weapon, the explosive in the middle of this, in this car, just because that explosive was, a, was an EMP and it took out a bunch of droids and it didn't hurt any people, that doesn't mean that people wouldn't get hit in the crossfire, the inevitable firefight. It doesn't mean that there wouldn't be any kind of collateral damage. And that doesn't mean that the, when this happens in real life, that they use an EMP that only takes out droids. In real life, that's an actual explosive explosive. Yeah. That causes like, all kinds of damage, never mind the amount of people that could be killed from it. Yeah. All the shrapnel and all the unpredictable things that can happen with, you know, in a fucking explosion. Ugh. This is this is why you should always be suspicious of random cars parked in the middle of places. Like, fuck. Um, so that was that was actually very disturbing to see this being used as like a heroic tactic. It's not. This is a coward's tactic. But okay. Yeah. 
So yeah, patrol the droids are walking by, and once they kind of get around the speeder, they set off the EMP, it takes off half, half of the droids, blah, 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 the situation escalates. Citizens are fleeing the area. They're and screaming because they're fucking yeah. scared, understandably. Understandably, because the situation escalates. Destroyer droids get sent in, and our rebels finally get their shit together to be able to take those down. Awesome. And then a tank gets sent in. Yep. And they take that down too. Good job. So now the boys have a tank, which Saw couldn't start. Steela had to start it <laughs> this, for him. This was the only moment of the episode I really liked where Saw's having a hard time and Steela's like, fucking get out. I'll do it myself. All right. Get out of the tank, hotshot. This needs a woman's touch. And all she does is restart the computer. Yeah, that's it. And he's like, I could have done that. And she's like, yeah, but you weren't going to because you're stupid. <laughs> so... Uh, um. The boys are driving the tank, and by the boys, I mean Saw and Lux, are driving mm-hmm. the tank up to the gates of the power station. Uh, Stila and Ahsoka have gone off to the side to draw fire in their direction. Uh, they're shooting at the droids, and the droids see that a tank is coming, and the B-1s... <laughs> the B-1s are like, hey, we have reinforcements! And then and Saw Guerrero pops out of the top. <laughs> right? And like, <laughs> the droid sees that it's a person, he's like, hey, you're not a droid, from there. <laughs> and if you notice by this point, Ahsoka is a little bit too involved with the combat. A little too involved. She's not directly fighting anything, but she sure is protecting them while they yeah. do it. And like, she's so just a that. Little, she's too close to the situation. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they use the tank to blow up the power station. Yeah, well, they they blow up the first door, the first door, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, the first two doors. And wouldn't you know, they forgot to train them on a particular type of droid, right? Because <laughs> there's a bunch of fucking commando droids, fucking all commando bendy droids. and spinning and backflipping over them. And mm-hmm. it, it, this part is kind of cool from a fight from a combat standpoint. Sure. But they they fight them off. They're they're okay, you know. Yeah, fine. it's like, it's not even a it's not even a thing. Yeah. Um. And so they do ultimately fire the tank at the power station, and they blow it the fuck up. It's on fire. Yeah. The entire power station, all the power goes off in the fucking city. There's an enormous fire, like five alarm, it intense structure fire in the middle of the city. But no, it's fine. Nobody's gonna get hurt. And people are on. Uh, I have my notes. Why the fuck are people on the streets cheering? Um, yeah. What? Yeah, people are out on the streets because they see all the rebels have got like night vision goggles now, and they're taking out droids in the dark. Yeah. And and the regular citizens are out on the streets going, "Yay, freedom for Onderon! This like, act of terror has convinced us to join your side." Like I, my refrigerator is broken. I can't watch TV. I can't use the internet. I Grandma's can't do shit, gonna but... die because her fucking life support isn't working right, right now. I but like, it doesn't make any. <sighs> okay. Anyway, anyway, we're going to move forward. So, Fast and Furious. Yay, they won. Okay, everybody goes back to yeah. Rebel headquarters, and they call up uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan, and they're like, hey, we won! And Steela's like, we should celebrate! And, like, they do, like, a weird switcheroo where Saw kind of, like, swings her around, like, maybe they're romantically involved, but then she goes to hug Lux, and Ahsoka's like, I'm so confused! And Anakin sees her confusion and, again, has the balls to tell her, This, this hey, pissed me off so hard. But try to remember... Always put purpose ahead of your feelings. Fuck you, Anakin, you hypocritical fucking bitch. Fuck exactly. you. Exactly. Okay, we have to accept this. She has a crush for Lux. That's just the yeah, way it is. well. It's cuz he's so uh he's so soft. And she doesn't she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't know any soft little like weak boys. All the men in her life are fucking Anakin Skywalker, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mace Windu. Like 
maybe it's nice to have like a little a little a little beta boy yeah anyway fuck anakin you hypocritical <laughs> fuck you fuck you fuck you anyway Meanwhile, obi-wan obi-wan is like hey you know count dooku is going to respond so you guys need to watch the fuck out and you guys really need to pick a leader and saw very much looks like he thinks it's going to be him but anyway we cut over to the king is on a call with dooku dooku's thrilled isn't he Oh, Dooku is fucking so thrilled. Well, first of all, the king makes a huge fucking mistake. He was like, yeah. your droids weren't good enough. <laughs> your forces cannot manage a small band of terrorists. My lord, your droids have become ineffective against the mounting rebel attacks. Do you not know how to work with a Sith, a Sith Lord? Okay, anyway. Yeah, so- no, Count Dooku doesn't have any patience for your whining or your finger pointing and you will die. Yeah, he, he. Yeah, I was like, oh, I haven't. I don't remember the next two episodes, but I'm pretty sure Dooku's cutting his ass. Dooku's in gonna half. get him fucking killed. Yeah, <laughs> like, this yeah. is not okay. So there, there, this was a cool, this was a cool moment though, because Duke, like the king is asking for more help, and Dooku's like, fine, I actually have some money one for once, and <laughs> I'll be sending somebody better than you. And there's a tactical droid that comes into view. A really fancy tactical, droid. very fancy tactical droid. We'll find. We'll talk more about him next next time. But yeah. it gave me uh, episode one vibes, like the scene where yes. Palpatine and Mal- and Maul shows up for the first time. Oh my god, totally. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. Okay. So back at Rebel headquarters, we've got a campaign going on for who's going to be the leader, right? Um, Saw is like, we should keep on attacking and attack, attack, attack and make with more violence. That's the way to do this. And Lux is like, or we could stop doing that and actually convince the people to trust us because we are going to have to lead them when this is over. And Sila's like, look, you're both very pretty. I agree with both of you. We can balance both. <laughs> we need both. <laughs> we need both, and I agree with both of you. And Stila is uh, chosen to be the leader of the rebellion, and Saw is butthurt about it. Whatever. So he stomps away. Stila goes to follow, and Lux is like, "Let him go." And Stila's like, "I can't." And Ahsoka's like, "Why can't you?" And Stila gives us the dramatic reveal that <gasps> he's my brother. Right. Which is supposed to be, like, reminiscent of Leia telling Han that, like, Lucas, her brother. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. but it's, it's, whatever. <laughs> but it, but again, they look exactly like each other. And they've got, like, the same eyes and everything. And they, okay. Yeah. Anyway, close, close episode credits. Dun, 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 dun. all right cool and that was the end of these two episodes we have two more episodes (laughs) so i am really sorry y'all who are listening to this that you're gonna have to listen to us bitch about this art for at least another week because it's not gonna get better (laughs) oh my gosh damn it uh it's just i you know they just tried to do so much uh politically like they try they tried so hard to deliver on message that it's like they forgot to have you know scruples mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know 
I'm literally looking ahead right now, being like, at one point, does Clone Wars get good again? Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's not far. We're we're good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's good. yeah. Just give us give us a minute. Okay, so do we have anything else for these two episodes? Uh, no, um, not not for these two episodes. Uh, but thank you, y'all. Uh, I, I do want to give a special shout out. Um, uh, we're getting some really positive responses about our latest Unleashed episode on YouTube. Oh yeah, uh, we had the wonderful and amazing Christina. Uh, guess why are you jumping into the why are you g- jumping into the outro right now because I wanted to give a special acknowledgement right now so I can oh, forget okay. about these fucking episodes <laughs> <laughs> Chris is winging it y'all go baby go. yeah yeah but you know you know what well, no I just I know in serious in all seriousness um, I really just wanted to take a special moment before we actually outro to thank everybody because uh, Stephanie I don't know if you know this we have actually gotten some Really awesome reviews. People messaging me like, "Oh my god, it was so cool!" Um, so uh, you're like a hundred times more approachable on social media than I am. I guess so. People so. don't people don't tell me this stuff. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, they, they send I, it to you. People I, just question whether or not somebody who sounds like me knows anything about Star Wars. <laughs> to my face. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, definitely. Thank you, Christina, so much. Uh, yeah. She is oh a, my god, she's so fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. Y'all go go watch our latest Unleashed episode. Yeah. You will see our new honorary diva. Yeah, in Christina, she's amazing. My, my partner was like, "So if you die, she your replacement because she would be perfect." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Thanks, honey. You're fucking getting your ass kicked right now." <laughs> <laughs> and violence. Okay. And violence. Um, so next time. Next time we will be talking about the last two episodes in this story arc. Uh, Clone Wars Season 5, Episode 4, The Soft War. Okay. <laughs> I and, feel you there. Too and much, Episode too 5. Too much whiskey? Yeah, that can happen. <laughs> and Episode 5, <laughs> Tipping Points. Yeah, That's what we'll be talking about next time. For our 60th uh, episode, right? That will be Episode 60, yeah. yeah. And I actually had somebody comment on the TikTok today, Hey, for Episode 66, will you be talking about Order 66? And No. Oh. No, we will not. We will still be in season five. Yeah. So thankfully, um, that kind of that level of synchronicity would creep me the fuck out because we don't plan. We don't plan. We don't plan we really don't. for this. It's like, oh, we're on episode sixty all of a sudden. We're talking about this fucking arc. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Oh, this is season five. I'm looking ahead, and like, there are some amazing moments in season five. But we also have the droids go on an adventure. I kind of like arc. this episode. So I'm good. <laughs> anyway 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 uh do we have anything else for today i don't think so awesome uh then we're gonna outro you ready ready you ready i'm ready. already ready already let's do I'm it ready. okay hey everybody thank you so much for listening we appreciate it if you would like to hang out with us in between episodes i promise we don't just ridicule people who comment and interact on our stuff on social media um <laughs> uh, we're only, actually only stuff does we're actually delightful, I promise. Uh, you can find us on all the social medias. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at Darkside Divas. Yay. Yes. Also, y'all, we would really appreciate it if you could subscribe to our podcast. If you like what you hear, we got more of that. Uh, 
you can find us on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, and pretty much every uh, platform. Also, if you leave us a review on the platforms that let you leave a review and give us a five-star rating, we will read your shit on the mm-hmm. air, just like we did at the beginning of this episode that made Stephanie so wonderfully uncomfortable. So, yeah, well, fuck all of you. <laughs> so. Stephanie, we're not getting reviews that way. Um, and, and, <laughs> and lastly, we do have a YouTube channel where we're doing a special uh, video version of this podcast that comes out every other week called Divas Unleashed. It's for both of our podcasts now, Marvelous Divas, which is our MCU one, and this mm-hmm. one, our Dark Side Divas, the original, our Star Wars one. Uh, so if you have any questions for us about the MCU or Star Wars, you can ask us uh, via any of our social media outlets, and I'll try to grab them and answer them on the air. Uh, and sometimes we'll also do special one-offs, uh, just like we did with the last Unleashed episode, where we talked about Book of Boba Fett. Um, if you want to know our thoughts about the show, because we're talking about that shit for like 20 years, y'all. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, definitely check it out, and please subscribe and give us a uh, thumbs up on the like. Yes, do all of that. Yeah. Okay, that it? That's it? Okay, we're done here. All right, Um. okay, bye. Bye. Bye.